Welcome to the HR Heroes podcast, where we bring you the latest information to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and managers manage their team through COVID-19 and beyond. Listen in as we share leading edge information with experts across a variety of fields, from HR to legal, from negotiation to mental health, and so much more to help you not just survive, but thrive through the pandemic. And here now is your host, Natasha Hawker. Dr. David Dugan is a highly sought after business coach and mentor. David has spent over 15 years mentoring high performance individuals and with five tertiary qualifications in his pocket. He loves helping business owners take control of their business rather than the business controlling them. His passion lies at the intersection of entrepreneurship and personal empowerment. David believes small to medium businesses are the backbone of the economy and are the best vehicles to make a positive difference to the community at large. He has personally guided over a thousand business owners to make more money, have more meaning and create a better lifestyle for their families and themselves. Welcome, David. I am so excited that you've been able to squeeze in some time to your diary because I know you are absolutely ridiculously busy at the moment. Um, So thank you and welcome to HR Heroes. Super pumped to help you and the rest of the community out. It's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be a good fun chat. It will be. And in terms of full disclosure, um, David and I go back about six years. That's why he calls me Tash. And you have been my uh, mentor, my business coach over this time. And it has been quite the journey. Um, And that is why I wanted to get you on as a guest, because I think that this is a ridiculously tough time. It's tough to be a business owner at the best of times, but it's an even tougher time to be a business owner right now, potentially the worst we'll ever experience. So I see you as a master at mindset and pivoting and products. And I think as business owners, we need to pivot and pivot quickly for many of us. Um, Over the last couple of weeks, it's been a bloodbath for employers. some losing their businesses overnight, some having to massively reconfigure their businesses. So uh, we're going to get into all of that. But before we get into all of that great stuff, I'd like, because I know about it, but I'd like our listeners to learn more about you. Tell us about you and how did you end up where you are today? Uh, Well, there's a a few stepping stages, as you know. I suppose it's good to understand my uh, history. I I was a dentist. I went to university, uh, worked as a dentist, actually worked in the industry for 18 years. Uh, but also got a scholarship to, in the Navy, and I went through the Navy, went through the ranks of the Navy, uh, toured to the Middle East, was in the tsunami when that occurred, uh, and I retired as a commander in the Australian Navy, had a great time. But my last job in the Navy was teaching leadership and uh, executive coaching, and I loved it. Uh, in that time, also, I racked up five university qualifications, uh, two of which were business uh, and I've had a business, a side hustle, uh, I think as you would call it as well, a side hustle since I've been 13. So I, I came out and it was just like, um, well, I loved the leadership and the coaching. I love business. And I was like, well, why don't you do both those things together? And so that was, uh, that was in essence, you know, the, very simplistically what happened. And what really, really catapulted it was uh, when the uh tsunami hit and we were in the middle east, uh, not middle east in uh in Arche in indonesia uh i was in a, in a situation where uh nine of my friends were killed on a helicopter crash and i was meant to be on that helicopter crash only 
for that I left two days early off the ship to come back to Australia to do a leadership course. Mm-hmm. And so that effectively, you know, I, I believe saved my life. And uh, I made a commitment to the nine shipmates who, who passed away and they were surgeons and specialists and other medicos as well, as well as the helicopter crew, uh, that I was going to do something that was going to make a bigger difference. And uh, business owners and entrepreneurs, we know all around the world, uh, they employ more people than anyone else, they, they're the risk takers, they're the innovators. And if I want to change and make the planet an even better place, uh, I, want to, I want to lead the leaders. So that's essentially how we got to where we were uh, and, and how, how we are right now. But it started very humbly, Tash. Yeah. Uh, literally, you know, a lot of people are working from home now. Uh, and I literally worked, uh, I live in Queensland. I started the business in November, which is our summer. Oh. And uh, there was no air conditioning. It was in the spare room. We just had a, a, a baby uh, in, and life was pretty stressful, to say the least. I, all I remember was no air conditioning, Queensland summer. Uh, someone was always mowing the lawn, so the window had to be closed yeah. and, and sweat just yeah. dripping down down yeah. me as I'm, as I'm attempting to coach. So I know a lot of people are looking forward to working from home. I can tell you, I certainly am not. Yes, not always so easy, although we are in the Australian going into winter. So that's a great uh, way to ask my next question. What do you love about what you do? I'm seeing some of it come out, but that's probably because I know you. So what what do you love about what you do on a day-to-day basis? Well, I suppose really what we do, if we think about we're specialist business coaches and mentors for small and medium-sized entrepreneurs and what I love about it is the difference that what we do makes to the, the owners, uh, but also to their families. Um, and really what it is, is about helping them to gain the confidence that their business is that pathway to have a remarkable life. You know, that they can have uh, the money that they desire, the time to do what they want, and they can make the impact on the planet uh, to the level that they, that they really want to. And what, you know, I think deep down, I had Jay Abraham, who was an amazing marketer and a, and a, and a friend, and I was his uh, PA when he came to Australia, would, would, he would say this thing, and that is, you know, every day when someone wakes up at the mini day, you know, no one says, I'm going to have a crap life. No one says, I'm not going to be my best. I think people do wake up and, and have that thing inside of them that there's something that they could do that's special. Uh, and what I love about what we do is we facilitate those people to unpack that and to really live that lifestyle so that uh, our kids and our generation, I've got three little kids, uh, you, know, that you know, that their life is going to be an even better one and the planet is a better one. So a little, little bit kind of uh, big picture on that, but that's really what drives me and that's what I get out of bed every day to do. And you know what, it's so funny that you said that because I interviewed somebody else that works with you and you know who I'm talking about with Angie and Shane. And I, uh, one of the questions I will ask you is who's been your best boss or mentor? And the thing they said about you was you lifted them up when they did not see what you saw in them. And I see that happening and that's where you get your buzz. That's totally right. That is that is like, if I had to go like the add the one thing, is because most people don't see the goal that they're sitting on and they see the talent and the assets and they they take it for granted and it's usually it's usually the thing that they that they do over and over and they can't see it when you have fresh eyes mm. external eyes that are looking at it and when you're trained to look for certain things as not just me and uh, uh, I know we've worked a lot together over many years even everyone in, the, in my team uh, can you look at it and you look at it and you go ah that's the goal. That's what you should be focusing on. Yeah. It's a lot of times 
we will let people know, okay, this is what you should do. But realistically, what we actually do is we actually help them to take things off their plate and simplify and go, no, no, just take these things off and focus on this area. Yeah. And that's what I love, just helping them to create a vision that's way bigger than what they thought themselves. So let's change tack and talk about COVID-19. What are you expecting? Because I know you spend a lot of time sort of with futurist thinkers, you know, trying to educate yourself. What are you expecting to see in the world as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, cool. Uh, COVID-19, um, this is, Tash, this is, this is going to be a little bit confrontational. Uh, like, it's not with you and I, but what I'm going to yeah. say, uh, people may not like. Uh, but this is just my truth. Uh, so I'm going to say, if you don't like it, that's okay. Um, what has happened with COVID-19 was going to happen anyway. Uh, I've been saying for the last two and a half years that there'll be a market shift. Uh, as, as you know, we're talking about making sure technology is part of what we're doing. All COVID-19 did was accelerate it. It was on the journey already. Yeah. Uh, what I will also say is this too shall pass. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the statistics and the, uh, and the studies, which I did a heap on that, if you even compare, now who knows where it's gonna end up and currently, you know, when we're recording this, we're still in you know, relatively early days in it. But just to give you perspective, in 2009, uh, we were at the sort of middle of the GFC and you know, the, the, the economy of the world was in a terrible place. And then there was a thing that came out called swine flu. Now, most mm. people may not remember swine flu or, or they've forgotten about. Well, what people don't realise is there was 21 million people that were in infected and there were 102,000 deaths. So I think it's, it's it, from a perspective, now I don't know what this is going to be, but from a perspective, um, uh, who knows what it's going to be for uh, COVID-19. But what I do know is that we've been, this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, yes, this is significant in the way it's occurring and the, and the speed more than anything and that it's across all countries. But this too shall pass. The thing is a lot of businesses won't survive. Mm. Now, so my, my uh, and the challenge is that it's the mindset that's going to be the difference. Some people are burying their head in the sand. It's, it's the, um, uh, you know, if you look at from my health background and when we studied health, you look at animals, there's three things that happens when they're under pressure. They're, they either freeze, mm. and if they, they freeze, they're kind of like, Ugh, which is what I see a lot of business owners doing. They go, ah, oh, you know, maybe I'll wait for government to bail me out, or they're kind of going, I'm not sure what to do, and so they just kind of, they freeze up. If you do that, your business won't get through this thing. It's simple as that. Then you've got the second category, which is the flight. I run away, and the, and the, the perspective on that is I'm kind of looking at something, then I'm kind of not, and then I'm going, hoping here, I'm kind of looking at it, and they're not taking the full opportunity. There's an amazing opportunity that's occurring right now. And that leads us into the third category. And the third category is those that want to fight. And mm. in this sense here, it's not like getting out and biffo people, uh, give them a, a, a punch or a punch. What we're saying is it's a fighting mentality. Here's what I know. Winners win and they will always win. Losers quit. Yeah. Uh, and I know that's harsh when I say that, but I'm saying harsh because the, the economic climate has forced people yeah. to look at it, but it was happening anyway. Yeah. It was already occurring. All it did is accelerate it much faster. So what I expect um, is the ones that are taking this and looking at this, not from an opportunistic perspective, 
but using this as an opportunity to rethink their business. I mean, as you know, we've got a large community that we work with and a lot of people will say things like, and this is in your area, it's yeah. like they've had to move some people on in their team and, and, and support them uh, to find other work somewhere else. Uh, and the question I asked them is, okay, great, why'd you do it? And they said, well, they weren't a, they weren't a good performer anyway. Yeah. And, and then this is just an excuse that they moved them on. I was like, well, why didn't you do that earlier? Yeah. Um, so I suspect there's going to be more of that going on. Um, the ones that, are, that will fight will look at this as an opportunity, an opportunity to serve, not to be opportunistic, but how can I add more value mm -hmm. to their clients, their members? And we work with business owners. And so we, the thing we say to them is find out what your clients need now. Find out the people that you work with. Like find out their problems now. Use this as a creative outlet for you to find out those problems and see how you can solve those problems at a higher level. Yeah. It's so funny you should say that because I think we did the podcast session with you, was it four or five years ago? And I walked out of that going, I need to do a podcast. I so need to do a podcast. Uh, it's just what I've been born to do kind of thing. And, um, and I never did it. And I never did it because it just didn't take the priority. And what we've done in terms of pivot is we're finding people want and need our knowledge and experience, but they're very nervous about spending money. So I thought, what is the best way to get information to the masses that's going to be hugely valuable to them? Give them a podcast. And, and literally, we decided to do it last week. We're recording it this week and I'm releasing it next week. And so I'm doing, what do you call it? Building the bike while you ride it. Yeah. 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 So that's bang on. And what I, what I, uh, and it's interesting when you say that because uh, I think this is you're not unique in that. And I think for everyone that, and, and for us, it's the same thing. We've innovated so fast uh, that you know most people what they what they are doing in a day they used to do in a month. Yeah. What they do in a week they did in like six months almost. Like you know, if you look at the speed just in the last four weeks, uh, what people are doing now. They the people who do that, however, Tash. Mm. is the ones that are taking the leader's mindset and actually using this to be strategically focused. Yeah. So these people are strategy focused. And what will happen is this too shall pass. Who knows how long this will be? I'm sure there'll be a, a, a fair bit of discomfort. Uh, that's probably an understatement yeah. uh, in the next three months or so. Uh, then another three months of us sort of getting ourselves into an okay position and then probably another three to six months or so before we kind of back into full swing. And having said that, on the other side uh, will be some of the greatest wealth that will in our lifetime that is ever going to be created. In fact, the run from 20, uh, so as soon as we get through this, however long that ends up being, from then to 2026, 2027, uh, will be the greatest bull run in our and ever in our lifetime. So the, the way cycles work, wow. uh, it's going to be huge. Now, what I see is shifting is this COVID-19, all it did is just accelerate what was already occurring. Mm. People are going to look at their product offerings. They're going to look at their people and go, actually, hang on a second, we can actually do a lot better. We can actually do things uh, better with technology. Maybe you don't need to have the fancy offices. Uh, uh, with robots, uh, as in um, uh, software robots, will do a lot of things for us so we can automate. A lot of people are actually using more virtual uh, teams, be it mm -hmm. in, in our country and abroad. So I think that's going to change the way that we see things. And that change is required. Um, this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. However, what's coming up in a few years' time, I think it's, it's somewhere like two and a half to four and a half years before we really see the effects of it, it will be permanent. Mm -hmm. This is just a warm-up, as you yeah. know. I mean, so, like, it's, use this as a lesson to change and innovate as difficult it is because of the speed.
Yes, because it's interesting because I started this business as a work from home business because I had no choice. Hallelujah. I have 16 people working from home. For us, it's no different. But for many people, it's a real challenge. You used to ask me, or you still do, a great question, which was, what is it that I'm not seeing? As in, what is it that Natasha's not seeing? So what is it that you think businesses, owners are not seeing or maybe capitalising on at the moment? Um, I think there's a, there's a couple of things. Again, looking at seizing the opportunity, not being opportunistic, I think uh, some people are, are, are resisting it. And if you resist it, it'll automatically put you in, in freeze or, or flight. And, and I, um, uh, I suppose that probably the mindset thing is get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And so this is the new normal of being out because the speed of change will occur. Uh, so I think the things that people are not saying is, is we can look at the future and obviously we can spend a bit more time investing around discussing that. But let's look at the past for a little bit. Now, as you know, uh, and in the members and the people we work with, we've been saying this for a long period of time, uh, make sure that you've got your cash allocation and your asset allocation. There are still business truths that are the same today as they will be whatever technology or whatever goes on. So it's really, really important that we're using this as an opportunity to firm up the way that we use cash and the way we use cash flow. And I'd say we can do all future stuff, but make sure that home base is still home base and we've got, a, we've got those things uh, sorted. I think the other principle here is to remember that everyone should be in three businesses. The first business is their current business. And, and this is for business owners. Um, uh, and even if this is for someone who's an executive, it still applies. So the, the first business is the now business. Now, if you're a senior leader in a company, then your business, you have one client. It just happens to be the person who pays your wage. Mm -hmm. So same principle. Second business is the future business. And that is sort out the current business. Yes, do whatever you need to do to resolve where, wherever you are right now. Make sure you put your cash and asset allocation. Make sure you serve your clients. Pivot. Uh, I'm not sure even pivot's the right thing. Serve your clients uh, with unprecedented value. Like what else can you do? Uh, and that value, this is the now business, that value doesn't always have to be from you. It's like now's the community. This is when the community is going to rise. Like who is in, in the network? And, and if anyone's a gun at this, uh, Tasha, like follow your lead is what I'd say. You know, you're the partnership queen. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is the time that you can bring. You don't have to serve all, give all the things to a, a client. But within your network, you can. That's how you can add unprecedented value. So I think the now business needs to be sorted out, resolve, get on top of it and do that. And then there's the second business, which is the future business. Uh, we have some tools and templates that help you to, to zero in on that. That helps understand what you should be looking at. Um, but what I do know is everyone needs to bring technology into some shape or form. Think of what uh, Uber's done to the taxi industry. Think of what Airbnb has done for the hotel industry. Um, that's every single industry is going to be touched, hit or sideswiped yep. by technology. So please use this as an opportunity. So that's that business. And then the third business is the asset business. So and that is where do you put your money? Uh, and, and there should be a rhythm that goes to that. There should be percentages and how you allocate it. That's looking at property. That's looking at shares. That's looking at cash. That's looking at all the different mm -hmm. asset classes. So I think all three of those. What pe when I, what 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 people are not seeing is that there are three businesses, and making sure you're being strategically focused in in each of those. Um, and I think the other thing is this is just a warm up. Like what they're not seeing is they go oh, this will go it'll be fine. It'll Everyone go away. Short memories. It'll go away, which it will. 
But this is this is the warm up. Like what this will come and go. What's coming though will be permanent. And so now use this opportunity. So I think what people are not seeing is is the opportunity that's in front of them, that the whole market, the whole world, is is allowing everyone to be very innovative. And like, yeah. why not create the fun. business? You go. I was just going to say it's lots of fun. Yeah, it's like people are okay for you to do things that are not perfect right now, and and uh, not that it is ever perfect. They're like, well, whatever. Uh, Let's do it. Let's have. Let's go. Let's go and do it because it, it, the 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 collective wisdom of everyone is very open to it. So, so I think what they're not seeing is the opportunity and, and understanding. You should be in three businesses, and why not we create the business that gives you what we call business owner joy? Now's yeah. the time to do that, and yeah. uh, um, and I believe everyone can if as long as you take that strategically leadership focus, you can do that. So. What is mindset and why is it now more important than ever? Uh, well, I'm sure there's a, you know, if I put my um, previous health hat on, I can give you a more medical background around mindset. But I'll, I'll, I'll give you my spin on what I think mindset. Mindset is the real mindset that I think about is, uh, uh, I'll say the word metacognition, which is, that's a technical word, is really the ability to think about your thinking. And uh, most people are quite poor at it. They don't stop and think, especially as a business owner, uh, because you're just in the rat race. You know, yeah. you, you, it's it's like um, uh, I used to do a lot of swimming, uh, ocean swimming, and like it's like they just got their head down, they're swimming, swimming. They never lift their head up to see where the buoy is that you got to turn around and and oh, buoy for the Americans. Uh, you know, you got you got you got to turn around. Um, a lot of people just sit in the mud, and I suppose. Uh, what we do is we help them to, we lift them out of the mud, let them have a look at it and maybe move them out of the mud or if they can stay in the mud, at least they know what they do to pedal themselves out. Same with us. We're all, as you said earlier, my mentors are all overseas and they're in technology and all that sort of stuff to help us to look at it as well. So let's talk about, I've heard this phrase, I don't know who said it, um, you might know, uh, pivot, not panic. What does that mean for you? What's your advice for business owners around the best way that they can pivot and not panic? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure where it is. I think it's in a lot of, a lot of places and uh, uh, um, uh, social media has that. I'm not a biggest fan of even using those words because mm. what happens is this from a mindset perspective is that the brain doesn't hear the word not. They don't hear negatives. Mm. So all the, all the mind actually hears is pivot and panic, yeah. which, which that kind of adrenal uh, emotion that kicks in gear is not going to be entrepreneur building. So let's just, let's just, uh, let's just uh, say uh, the way I would say that is keep calm. Yes. Keep calm, and use this as an opportunity to innovate and excel. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that, that's probably what I'd just say is there is, is the ability to think about your th thinking to stop, to critical think. As you know, we talk about it, uh, critical thinking time. Is to stop and think around how you're thinking, having that self awareness, and that's probably one of the key things. That if someone just does that on its own, just that simple activity once a day, I have a daily routine uh, where I do that. It helps me to be self-aware, and I and I, I think when people, or I believe when people do that, and even listening to our conversation, that they will see that this is actually a wonderful opportunity to actually build the business that you want, to make the impact you want, to make the cash that you want, uh, and to. Uh, free up your time and to put it the things that, that you need to. David, as always, I learn a lot when we chat. So much so that we're going to break this into two bumper sessions. 
I think now is a good time to just pause the podcast for a moment. There are so many people suffering in the world from COVID-19, but because of you, wherever and whenever you decided to listen to HR Heroes, you have changed the world for the better. Through our lifetime membership of B1G1, for every download that we get, you are helping Indigenous kids to get access to an Outback IT learning hub to improve their English and IT skills, creating the employees of the future. You've been listening to the HR Heroes podcast with Natasha Walker. If you would like access to the episode notes and other resources, or to find subscription options, you can find us at employeematters.com.au forward slash podcast. The HR Heroes podcast is proud to be lifetime members of B1G1.